Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Hey, 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 Matt Stein, Matt Stein, the Guru Johnson. We are joined by Willard and Dibs. It is the crossover on 95.7 The Game. What's up, gentlemen? How are you? Uh, Put the rat on the uh, table early. Let's go. I forgot these guys are off early. We're going to the cafeteria. Stani extended the invite to you two. You have have reached the first. You are looking live. Uh Thank you, Brad. The first time where you guys have invited me to something, and I can't immediately say no <laughs> i'm gonna put Whoa. myself at uh, Willard at this shit. i'm gonna put myself a questionable oh, i've listed myself as questionable and he's like drexel in the tournament when it comes to drinking he's one and done but he might like I drexel. calipari but i like well, that i mean yeah. calipari actually they, he's he's done more than that but uh you know usually his players are one and done yeah that's yeah. fair that's fair uh, it depends on uh, on the player, and I know that uh, Steiny's got a big, big college basketball scout of uh, oh, one player. But how they do yesterday, Tennessee? Did they play? <laughs> yeah, there you go. They, they, they usually play one day during the week, and then on the weekend, so they play Tuesday. I bet they didn't play last night. Okay. You got to Google it. I, yeah. I just, as a guy who doesn't like college basketball, to hear you yeah, talking about an actual college basketball player, you know, it, it's been tickling me of late. Okay. I don't know how you found this one guy. I, I saw him make one play, and then I started watching him, and I was like, this guy's pretty good. Okay. He split a double team and then made the great pass to a guy underneath for a dunk, and I was yeah. like, I'm going to take a more. Jordan Poole. At <laughs> <laughs> 30 yesterday, he the Lakers. The air balled the game winner. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> you hate to see it. Yeah. Uh, I got it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have one off the top of your head, but we're going to be doing What's Bugging Me. Always. Uh, what's Bugging You, presented by Aco Pest Control at 2 o'clock. I, I got to figure, 
What's bugging me? I know. Oh, as much wow. as like, I don't have one on the top. Have one. I don't have one on the That's top. Right. Right. Steinmetz has arrived at a Friday and isn't bugged by wow. anything. He's had a good week. What the yeah. hell is going He's on had around here? Look at the smile. He's been very think. positive. I'm trying to think. What'd you think of the game last? By the way, here's the mm, gutsy, so, gutsy late cover for your boy. I watched the game without any sound on, so I had no influence. Why? I was at a bar. Oh, okay. I could go on to a, well, you didn't say that earlier. You said that. I thought he was oh, no, at the yeah. lab. Yeah. Where no, was no. Sam? I, I was at the lab. Uh, at were you at the Grand Oak? Uh, the Theory. What? Bar right across the street from uh, Fox Theater. Uh, adjacent to it. The Theory. Nice new, nice, it's called Theory. Nice new spot, five months old. Is that where uh, Flora used to be? Correct. That's exactly oh, right. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Exactly. R.I.P. Flora. Great restaurant. Yeah, it was and good Fauna was next door. And this is now Theory. Yeah. Good to know. Good spot. Okay. Black-owned business, Goo. There you go. I tell you what, so th- you'll, you'll like this yeah, one. This is kind of funny. Well, I don't know. You tell me, Goo. Uh, you guys don't count if it's funny. So we go into uh, this bar. It's kind of brand new. I'm in there with my, my buddy Dana. Yeah. And we sit down, and there was a woman bartender. And, hey, how long have you been open? Five months. Oh, wow. How's it going? Pretty good. We're open 12 to 12. You know, we serve this, that, and the other thing. And... and Dana goes to sit down, and she goes, and we're a uh, we're a black owned business. And he goes, well, well, then I'm out of here. <laughs> and he gets up and he starts walking out. And for the listeners, Dana is an African American. Yeah, that's correct. So, Dana is an yeah. African American. You got to pay it off like, for well, the listeners who don't know. Well, now I'm leaving. Story. Yeah. We, uh, we didn't know that. If you or I do that, it's not so funny. Even with a smile. But let's get to it. What your thoughts on what happened after the game with our comrade Bonte Hill? Can I? Yeah, set it up. Can I ask one thing about the game? It's watching with with the sound off, and the one thing that stuck. Kaminga stood. He was a man among boys yep. last night. Yep. There's no doubt about it. Forget about who the other team didn't have. He's the most dominant player on the court. I thought they. I thought the officials let them play last night as much as I've seen any officials let an NBA game play. I felt like guys were going to the basket. I felt like there was some contact. I felt like there was a sea of art. Like it didn't feel like anybody got a cheapy. Anybody got a cheap call? Like, I thought Kaminga absolutely charged on Brunson. Oh, God. And then the next play, DiVincenzo just looked for Pajemski to run into and did, and they gave him a three-point play. It's like, I just felt like that was a pretty chippy physical game for an NBA game. I wasn't watching the broadcast. I don't know what Fitz or anybody was saying. I don't know. They were fine. I brought it up to Nahigi, and he said, I didn't really notice it that much. But kind of fit with New York. Yeah. It fit with Madison Square Garden and the vibe of, like, Eastern Conference Knicks basketball. Yeah, it felt like a a Charles Oakley game. Maybe Thibodeau has something to do with that. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Well, that's how they play. Yeah. And so the Warriors were able to play that style and still win, which I think is a good sign for... Them being able to, you know, play teams and win 138, 136, or you can win this kind of a grinder game. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was noticeable to me in the first quarter. I thought the Warriors were playing hard. Like, I, I thought they were playing hard. And, I, and that's where, that that's to me, win. is where Curry kind of can do that. Like, he comes out and just kind of sets it. He, like, he can set a tone with his shooting that impacts other areas of the game. Because everybody, all his teammates are saying, okay, Steph kind of wants to get going here. He wants to get going. Well, how can you get Steph going? Get a couple steals and transition. You know, pick up the defense. And I, I thought they played hard. And he had 10 rebounds by, in like the first <laughs> quarter or something like that. Did you hear the mic'd up with him and DiVincenzo? No. It was pretty cool. 
Um, I just love seeing stuff like this. It's nothing that'll surprise anybody, but obviously those guys were teammates a handful of months ago. And so when Steph got off to the hearts, uh, hot start, uh, Dante walked over to him and was like, oh, so this is how you're going to start tonight, wow. huh? And he's like, I saw you go over for DC a couple <laughs> nights ago. So now you, now you want to do this, right? Now you want to do this. And Steph kind of looks at him and goes, ever since you texted me the other day, I had to save this one for you. And they shared a good laugh. And uh, I love that stuff. You love that I stuff. I do. Steven Chenzo, we were big, uh, we were big fans of him when he was here. So yeah. that was, that was for that. It's just a fun interaction to see. For sure. For sure. Yeah. What else? Uh, I was sweating the uh, Steph Curry over. I had him uh, over 30 points on not only our prediction segment that we'll do here coming up on Warriors Live, but I actually backed it up and bet it, and he had uh, 31. Well, I think he had the first nine of the game, and so you know, I'm listening to Kevin Dan on the drive home and all that and more, and <laughs> I'm loving Dan, and I'm like, okay, Steph, he, he's on his way. Yeah. He's got 25 after three quarters, and you know, we sit down to dinner, and I, I turn the TV off for dinner because baby girl doesn't need to watch any, any more TV than she does. And so pulled out my phone as dinner's ending, and he still has 25 with about six minutes That's to go. And I hit that refresh, and I'm clearing the table. And four minutes to go, he's got 25. And I'm thinking, this guy, this dude's. are you going to go scoreless in the fourth? And then, whap, whap, two late threes. Yeah. He winds up with 31. Pay the over. Cash me out one time. But uh, it's kind of fun when you have these little tiny side bets. Yeah. You're watching a regular season game, and yeah, you want them to win. And that game was but there's never... There's a whole other game going on, There's a game, on, two scoreboards. Good, Shout out like prizepicks.com. I will say this, guys. I'm not being nitpicky. But, Willard, that game got to four points in the fourth quarter. And I'm just... I can't put my finger... I've been asking Steiny. Yeah, they won. I never thought they were going to lose. But how did that version of the Knicks and what's left of it get it to four? Yeah, because like it's, a, it's an NBA team at home. They're going to make a run. They're well, going to make a run. Now, 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 now that you're saying it. Whatever yeah. this little bitty thing. <laughs> pretty good. Are we good here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, happy weekend. We'll see you at all. Yeah. No, but right? I, I, now I this know. team gives up leads, though. That's all. Of course they do. They lead the league, tied with San Antonio, 15 or more for the ale. But it's like... They look so, and then it'll just evaporate, and then they got to get it again. I forget what the stat was. Phil Jackson talked about this one time about the percentage of games. I know now we've got this thing called clutch stat, clutch game. Phil Jackson talked about this years ago. The number of games, and I don't think it was five points, which is the clutch stat, but less than 10, which to a coach is like, might as well be tied, right? That's a, like an eight point lead can evaporate. In, in like 40 seconds. Yeah. So to a coach, if it's a single-digit game, you're talking about a close game. The percentage of NBA games that are that in the second half of the fourth quarter <laughs> is probably north of 85%. Well, you're talking to a gambler. So 85 yeah. Like, it's almost all of them. You know what I mean? And Jalen Brunson, is a he's a very good player. So, yes, the Knicks were totally shorthanded, and that's why the Warriors were played the whole game from ahead. But I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't blow off road road wins. In, in, seven in, in a row. Seven in yeah, a row. They got one tonight. I mean, just the, how many months ago was it that we sat here and went, "Can you 
Remember you laughed you, and scoffed at what did you put in Goose drink to make him bet 25 road wins through 15? I know. And I, I know. I got a but I mean, I mean, like, So you need 25? I need 10 more, yes. And how many more do they have? Uh, what Nine. was it? No. no, <laughs> that, That's funny. What was it, Sonny? We had to go 14. They need to go 10 and 5. Yeah, ten, 15 dibs. Okay. Yeah. 15 right. more road yeah. games? Yeah, yeah remember, they started this trip with Are 26 they? games remaining and 16 were on the road. Are they that road? So they're two Oh, no, they have 14. 14 left. So, so 10, 10 and 4. And four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're in it. Yeah. It, it looked like it looked you were... Dead. Yeah, you're right. You were you left had the dead. funeral. You had the great start, and then, boy, <laughs> it got <laughs> really out. rough. And then, uh, man, the last trip, they went 4-1. and one, yeah. And yeah. that kind of gave you a new life. And then this yep. trip, you look at the four-game, and you're, now you're thinking about greed. They got in late tonight. So last night, I'm hearing that and, in Toronto. And so they still got to go to Boston. I don't like that. Dallas twice, L.A. twice. Yeah. Minnesota, they did not get in until 7 a.m. Oh, I thought it was Toronto. 3, you were saying. No, 7? No, 7, apparently. Why? They were delayed in New York. Oh, crap. Mechanical oh. issue with the plane. Oh, oh man, you hate They should have just it. taken off on the air. Kaminga. Uh, right? <laughs> I'll give you a one. Uh, a one? That's a solid That's two. A two. Yeah. I, I got a two from Evan, too. Steiny gets an extra point always for showing <laughs> exuberance. Hey, uh, Anytime. And he, yeah, uh, the enthusiasm you've shown this week. Actually, for the first time, you're not bugging me. There you go. That's a minute away. I know. Do we have an intro for this? No. You got to do the ID. I got to do two things. Look at these. I know we're busy. We got what's bugging you. Well, actually, here. Go ahead. Because I tried to get straight to it. I just thought of what I'm going to do. Go ahead. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. And now it's time. For What's Bugging You, presented by Atco Pest Control. Can I go first? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. I'll start out with Mark Willard. Watch, watch how Who may or may not be uninvited yeah. to the old ship. Want to know what's bugging me? Sure. That we've been talking for 10 minutes and we haven't gotten to it yet. That's uh, it. Okay. I tried to get uh, to it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. You guys Stani, do your thing and then Stani let's freaking get to Let's get to it. We'll go to me. We'll go to me. You haven't. The one thing that's bugging me is the Rendon. He's oh. asked about priorities. He says baseball's not the top priority. Yeah. Iguodala's asked, one possession, <laughs> who do you want to shoot it? He says Kyrie Irving. I'm sick of us wanting access to athletes. We want them to be honest. We want them to be open. We want them to be talking to us. And then the minute they do, we rip them. We rip them for what we ask for in the first place. Guru's very upset that he... Thought Iguodala took a shot at Steph Curry. Huh. Go ahead, Dibs. Well, I mean, yeah. Iguodala saw firsthand what Kyrie can do in in the finals when he had that shot and he stuck it in their eye. So <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong in terms of the the past history of I'm that. Looking for consistency. What's bugging me is uh, people on uh, Twitter, aka X. Who they don't know me, and you know the tweet you yesterday. No, Dan Dibley. The tweet that came out yesterday oh. about uh, me saying that I think Wiggins may have played his last. That was a hot game. Take. I loved it. as a Golden State Warrior, and our station retweeted it, and I love that because it's content and it's my opinion, and it's my opinion. And then everybody and my mentions are still. I've probably had five hundred people. At me, oh, and you know, people calling me names, people implying that <laughs> I'm a felon, people, oh, boy, a felon. people implying that I am uh, using some sort of a sauce 
or you know what does this guy know he doesn't know anything wow. it's an opinion you idiots an opinion does not have to be based on fact it can be my own belief so all you people using uh disparaging terms and accusing me oh, of man. x y and z you can't get to me i love you're it. annoying you're like a fly that uh, I hunt down in my house. And the way I deal with flies is I don't swat them. I whoosh them with a towel. And if you whoosh them really close, they will lie unconscious for about 30 seconds. And then I pick them up by the wing and I throw you outside. I don't kill you. Killing you is the easy way. It's like all of you annoying gnats <clears throat> on X. Don't think that you're affecting me other than I just whoosh you away. Bye-bye, Twitter followers or non-followers. You got whooshed. I love that. You don't really touch the fly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you pick them up by the wing. Wash your hands after. Yeah, I mean, you can, if you kill the fly. Well, they, is he weak, weak? I don't even. No, no, I'm dead serious. I don't either. If you swat, oh a, so if you swat a fly, let's say a fly lands. I just pictured a magic, but go ahead. Like, let's say a fly, a house fly, yeah. flies and lands on your counter. And you smash yes, the fly. I've done it. Now you've got fly guts on your counter. So now you you got to dispose of the body, uh, right? And then usually you do a chalk outline. Paper towel. Yeah, but you've got fly guts on your counter. If you whoosh a fly, so you take like a dish towel oh. and you swing it in the air and you whoosh them, you basically cause a tornado for the fly. The fly can't handle it. The fly will fall unconscious, not dead, and lie there for like thirty seconds. You pick the fly up. You discard the fly. There's no fly guts well, on your counter, well, and you're done with it. It's very humane, Goo. Yeah. It's we humane. have the thing where you press the laser now, and if you get the fly at the right time while you're pressing the button, it zaps them. So yeah. you don't even got to do the old school. I love it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they uh, also we, have that little gun where you can shoot, like, salt pellets at them if you really want to, like, hunt them. You know, the, I didn't know the that. Little, I yeah. mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. We try to be humane, but I'm as guilty yeah. as anyone. I, I used to, when I was a little kid, I used to go do that trick where you pull the snails off of the uh, plants and put the salt on them. Oh, Just man. watch them burn. Wow. Oh, yeah. man. I know. Yeah. But that was, a little, that was, you know, a little eight-year-old kid. Yep. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. Is it my turn? With all due respect, <laughs> both, both yeah. of you, we're not really talking about a cat in a microwave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Goo, right. go ahead. I do, right. have, I do have a friend who put their cat yeah. Now that, we got to hear that. All right, guys. Accidentally. Uh, Cat, cat got into the laundry basket. She didn't know oh, that he was in there. Man. Yeah, it was, anyway, it was what? a disaster. It was a tragedy. Cat in the hat. On this payday Friday, what's bugging your boy is the black community. And when I say that, I'm being serious. There's more to me than just sports. I'm tired of black folks, comedians, actors, musicians, just arguing and knocking each other down in front of the world to see. I'm fed up. I see it daily. It's sickening. And sometimes I'm like, what these people are arguing over, is it worth it? Like, is it, do you want to be relevant? Do you want to be seen? Do you want to go viral? Because it hurts the black community as a whole. And that's why I'm mad at Draymond Green or disappointed in what he did yesterday uh, to our own Bonte Hill. That was a big part of it for me, Willard, is I looked at it from that vantage point. Like you had multiple different scenarios or opportunities to talk to Bonte one on one. But to do that at that juncture on the fly is your life. You can do it. He did it. I just thought that could have went left. And kudos to Bonte. He handled it well with poise and it didn't go left. But 
where I'm at and how I'm feeling, and you guys will never know, I'm seeing too much black-on-black crime in the media, and I thought that was another example by Dre, and that disappointed me, and that's what's bugging me this Friday, is black um, comedians and everybody going at each other on social media, because I think nobody I, I, I won't try to talk you out of yeah. anything, because I will never try to pretend like I know what it's like to be a black man I in appreciate America. That, I, I won't do that. Can I ask you a question? No doubt about it. When you say what Draymond did to Bonte, what did Draymond do to Bonte? Bring up what he didn't like that Bonte had said on his radio program. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe he could have called that same radio program and they could have had a conversation and it would have been a conversation. But to kind of throw in the circus element and put Bonte in a bad position and Chris Mullen and Fetzis and everybody watching, it was kind of a little cringeworthy to me. Okay. And, and, and the I venue can, was just my, you know. Right. I can fully understand that. Um, I will tell everyone, don't shed a tear for Bonte's radio show. I bet it did oh, really no well no today. All right. So I, and I've already texted Bonte yeah. this. You're right. He handled it very, very well. And, um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that the, a lot of people wanted to hear what Bonte had to say about <laughs> it this morning. I got you. So there's also the fact that it probably was pretty good for, for Bonte's, uh, radio show and career and all of those yeah. things. Like it's, it's all of that. I do. And I, I've heard people already say this back to you today. I do take issue with you earlier saying that Draymond quote came at Bonte. I don't, I don't see that. I see Draymond got sarcastic. Um, absolutely. Draymond was in his feelings about things that Bonte and Joe on that show yeah. have said, and probably all of us to a degree, um, have said, uh, uh, about Draymond. But, but this is largely like not a problem. This is so, these, these can both be true. Bonte handled it well. Gotcha. And Draymond is completely in his right to be, to not like what Bonte said. These, these are big boys. Um, Bonte shares his opinion and Draymond shared his back and he shared it in the way that he wants to share it, which was sarcasm A and B. I'm not going to give you a good answer until you, and, and what's interesting is you said, like, is it on Draymond to go have that conversation or is it now on Bonte to go have that conversation? Like you're saying, Draymond could have addressed it. Yeah. Well, I don't think that that's in common well, upon quick, him. Well, and I'll say this to that is, I don't even, I think Draymond, and I got to clarify, coming at him, he said what he needed to say. It was therapeutic. Like, I think there might not even be a, I'm speaking on two guys, there may not be a need for a meeting. Maybe there's Draymond no, just yeah. wanted to let him know. There's no big deal here. But there, I just there, thought, Dre, why would you call him on the radio program where you heard that or whatever, and you guys could have that? Whatever I mean, you need to have. A thousand, thousand different things going on here. What really would have been fun is if Bonte had said, oh, so you still listen to old media. Oh. I mean, well, three. that might have been fun. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, like the George anyway. Costanza thinks of all the great lines a little too late. Yeah. You know? right? Of course. And, and, and no, Bonte and no, clearly didn't no. see it coming. And Bonte yeah. should not have you done know. that. He handled it yeah. outstandingly. Less is more. How I, I will say this, though. Like, the idea that Draymond did something wrong, I disagree with because, and this is the one thing, and I would say this to Bonte yeah, and Joe. Gotcha. Now, everyone has had opinions about Draymond Green. Oh, my God. Our shows yeah. are, are, are not separate than that. In my ear, in, nope, hang on a second. Uh, <laughs> be quiet. Yeah. In my ear, those two guys have been 
the hardest on Draymond Green of anyone at this station. And that's fine. That is a completely reasonable and fair opinion. However, you also have to understand these microphones go somewhere. And if you're going to spend a year saying we should trade him, he should never have been resigned. He 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 is he's completely overstayed his welcome. Totally fair opinion and fair for Draymond to not like that. Don't you think? I, this is two dudes who don't agree with each other. And Bonte, to his credit, Willard said he didn't take what Dre said on the program today personally. Why would he? Why would he? It's not personal. But I mean, I don't like. The, I so guess that's, that's why I mean, there's no need for a conversation. But, but yeah, but my like the idea mm-hmm. that Draymond came after him. I don't see it that way. Draymond doesn't like what Bonte said, and he let him know. All right. Yeah. Like that, I, I don't know. That's the way, that's the way I feel about it. I don't think that anybody did anything wrong here. And, uh, and you have to understand in our job that you have to stand on what you said. Yeah, and no, understand, I, I, come on now. Right? Like they hear, they yeah. hear us. And, and, and sometimes you got to go talk to them. They Give me in, this though. Be in the locker room and look yeah. them in the eye and say, yes. That, that is my opinion. I, I mentioned this to Stani and the listeners, and I'll make it short. Dude, I've been in the Bay my whole life. I don't remember Fitz going out to a player and that said player bringing up something that they didn't agree with. I don't remember Crook and Kipe interviewing a player after a win going to a mark. I'm with you. That that was his problem. This, this I just, does, that was the first for me in this, this market to where I know it happened. It happens. To where I've seen it or right. to recall it. Well, that, you're, you're given three examples of guys who usually aren't that critical. <laughs> and, I, you know, I well, listened to, to yeah. Fitz in his radio program. I actually worked there for a long time. And he was not a guy who was ever going to go after a player. Maybe once that player was gone and on another team. And Crook and Kipe and their weekly segments, they usually don't go after mm. people. And, you know, Bonte is threading a needle because he doesn't work for the Warriors, but he represents the Warriors yeah. and he works here. And our station is definitely a little bit more abrasive than other stations in the market in terms of how we do content Just and how we do assessment. Honest yeah. assessment, but also we are a little bit more on the hot take uh, side of things than other stations in the market. And so Bonte's trying to, to serve two different ends of the spectrum. And, you know, he got in a spot where he had to answer for it. And I thought he was great yeah. last night, the way he handled I, it. I loved hearing your story of when this happened with you and Chris Oh, Mullen. man, it was great. I had Tommy Lasorda do it to me one time, mm. a thousand years ago. And you gotta, I wanted to, you gotta tell I me how that terrified. Oh, well, and by the way, it didn't, it didn't go the way where Draymond just like, okay, let's move on. No, he, he kept was, going. He was livid. And and then somebody else, Tony Bruno, did the whole interview, and then we circled back after and was like, dude, because mine wasn't an opinion. Mine wasn't like I think Tommy Lasorda should be fired. Mine was a thing where weeks earlier I had like I had made a joke that he did not find funny. Okay, and uh, and a weight joke. What? No. Okay. No. I don't want to know about that. It was a pasta related okay, joke. Yeah. He felt no, no, no. He did, <laughs> so. ESPN had caught uh, a camera had caught Tommy asleep at a Dodgers Cubs okay. game at Wrigley wow. Field. All right. Okay. Tommy came on with us one time. Our show did a bit about how I'm a Giants fan, and we're sitting here talking to Tommy. And so I was up like a wry look on my face at the end of those interviews. And as soon as the interview ends, Tony looks at me and goes sarcastically, "Mark loves it when we have Tommy Lasorda on." I go, "Yeah." 
I fall asleep the same way he does at a game. Oh, boy. Tommy was still on the line. I didn't know it. So he waited till we called him again and months later. Oh, come on. And he jumped on. And Tommy's <laughs> like, hey, welcome to the show. What do you think about the game coming up tonight? And he goes, is Mark Willard there? I can hear his voice. And I'm like, yeah, Tommy, I'm right here. Because I thought it was like, I'm like, oh, yeah. this could be, he's got a joke. Yeah, I'm right here, Tommy. He's like, I don't like smart guys like you. <laughs> and he went in, and I was like, that's why, Ooh, that's why I appreciated Ooh. what Bonte yeah. did, because it freezes you. Okay. You have no idea he that said it's coming. teach you in college. Bonte said that. Yeah. All right. So I like, you know, my producer's like, apologize and move on. Apologize and move on. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then I realize what happened, and I'm like, Tommy, like, I didn't mean anything by that, you know? Tony does the whole interview. Then after it's done, Tony says, okay, Mark has apologized. Are we good here, Tommy? Click. Wow. Never spoke to him again. Wow. That's a little harsher than right? your mother's right? story. So it, it, wow. yeah. He's Lasorda's from Philly. <laughs> Plus, well, he's from New York. I don't okay. like smart guy. I, I, I also had no interest in smoothing it out. That's true. Oh, so, right. well, there I, you go. I, I, I work with Molly for yeah. the rest of the uh, Exactly. So it happens. Right. It happens. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. oh the, the Bowers <laughs> on the shoulder. Yeah, the Bowers on the shoulder. We'll, like, we're, 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 we're going to set, set the over-under on whether Willard shows yeah. today. I'm waiting. All right, guys. Have a great truncated All right, it's show. Yeah. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. All right, we got a Warrior game coming up here in uh, in just a little bit, uh, but yeah, let's let's talk this out, man. Let's let, let's let's talk this out a let's little. Let's do bit. it. Let's um, do it. We got a few things to get to today, and and yeah, we'll get you up to Warrior basketball against the Raptors. No pods, no pods tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna figure out my uh, my prop du jour, my prop bet for the game. Uh, I'm feeling 
Feeling good after uh, getting the Steph over 30 points last night. Was... I feel like there's another win in there for me, not only for the money, but also so I can dispel this notion that I'm somehow like the cooler, like I'm ice cold. And I hope you're listening, Grandy, because your boy's hot, okay? You're, One you're, in a row. You're better. I'm warming. You've we'll been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been better. Okay. You're, you're not hot, but you're not as bad as you were two months ago. I'll take that. You went through the football season on an Dude. unprecedented joke of a run. I was a little cold. Yeah. <laughs> I, I speed. Fade the Dibbers. Bing, 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 Fade bing, the Dibbers. Bing. I was going to start a podcast yeah, called Dude. Fade the Dibbers. Yeah, your boy was cold, Yeah, but he's so, back. Anyway, this is my year. I, I did think of you when Steph put in his 31st. Dude. I'm like, had a bad and it's, I'm not trying to grind over a small wager during dinner, and especially <laughs> when my lovely wife supper doesn't know and the baby doesn't care, and I'm hitting refresh quietly under the table. It's like, come on, Steph, you got 25. You still have 25. Feel free to make a three, and my dog. You willed him. You willed him to victory. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, well, the way I've been going. It was one of those things where, oh, you know, and one of his uh, buckets got overturned. Yes. And I'm watching that because there was an offensive you, foul that happened scream? before. I'm like, come on. <laughs> come on, gambling gods. Um, I need this one. Stuff like this happens. It's really, like, it's funny. I really do want to talk about it. So it sounds funny for me to go, it's no big deal. Because it's a big enough deal to where I want to talk about it. Right. I do want to talk about it. I, I Look, anything with Draymond Green is interesting. Uh, the relationship here, it, when when he has a response like that, and, and for those, I should be mindful of the fact that you didn't all hear it. Is it on? Is it on our board yet? If you guys got it, let me uh, let, let me know when you're when you're ready. Give me a sec. Yeah. So we should let everybody hear because it was qu- quite frankly, it was out of nowhere, but it was also quick, you know. And that's why when I was driving around listening to Steiny and Goo today. I did kind of go, hold on a sec, Goo. Don't say Draymond came at him. He didn't come at him. He said, I'm surprised you want to talk to me. Now, it was sarcastic as all get out. But his message was, I heard you. I don't like your opinion. And therefore, right now, I'm not going to give you an expansive answer. And I just, here's my message today. What both men have said is totally fair. Bonte didn't do anything offensive. He shared his opinion. It's been a strong one. Right. Um, That's what he does for a living. And Draymond Green can be totally ticked off and handle it in a way where he's not attacking, which is how I would assess what happened last night. Also totally okay. And and that is, I do appreciate that from Bonte this morning. He's like, I'm 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 not offended. I'm not put off. The only thing I'd say is I do think there's been a characterization uh, today that is not quite accurate in terms of what's been said about Draymond Green. There's not a one of us that hasn't been critical of Draymond Green, including Draymond Green. Right. So he knows that criticism can be out there. Dude, you got suspended twice this year. Your own coach has publicly said you've got to do better. But we do have to be accurate on what my guess is that upset Draymond, which is that some of us, Bonte included, have been advocating him being gone for some time now. That's different than saying, I don't like your behavior, you're letting your team down. To me, that's different when you say, dude, you've worn out your welcome and and you should be out of here. So, 
other than that, there's not a whole lot to see here. Right. It's different, but it is well within our right, and I would even argue that it's kind of our job to have an opinion as Absolutely. to you know what Draymond is doing and how it affects the team. And I was among those people who thought that the team would be better off trading him. And you look at his contract, and he's here for three and a half more years, and we all were lamenting that. When he was suspended, and you and I have talked about the fact that he's one more on-court transgression away from maybe being suspended for longer, and maybe his career becomes in jeopardy. All those things are still true. Bonte's in a unique spot where he has more access to these players, and you know Draymond plays well, so he becomes the player of the game in the post-game, and Draymond has every right to address that with Bonte then privately, with a phone call, with an email, with a firmly written letter, whatever he wants to do. I love when you do that. He can do it. I, <laughs> dear Bonte. No, well, my you dad, know what I mean? It hits me in my with fun With one of those spot. old feather pens, no, right? Like, because my dad does this. Of course. Right? My dad does this. A firmly, and that's kind of the bit. <laughs> I'm the king of the firmly worded email, I'm by the way. I'm send an email. It's like, wow, you're really going to get him going. My, old, my friend Elvira, who I've been friends with for 35 uh, years, she and I will share with each other when we write a firmly worded email. Because sometimes you got to write a firmly worded email to a company and say, look, this was not okay. You know, this yeah. service, whatever. So I'll do it and she'll do it and then we'll share it with each other because we're both the king and queen of the firmly worded email. That's the best. So Draymond can handle it however he wants. I'm not saying anything to the contrary, right, but right. it felt to me a little bit of an unfortunate time to do that. And Draymond did it, obviously, for... What? For effect, why do you feel that way? Because if Draymond's really bothered and you want to handle it, you know, man to man, you pull Bonte aside and you say, "Hey, Bonte, I just, you know, let's have a conversation in private." But Draymond wanted to do it the way Draymond wanted to yeah, do it. Yeah, I get like, why is that incumbent upon Draymond? Like, it's first, not. Yeah, it's not. I and, mean, and again, somebody, I'm not saying it's good or bad. But first of I, all, you know, yeah, but first of all, we know Draymond. We know we know Draymond. Right, he that's does not things how Draymond, that Draymond that's, wants that's to do. Not, well, but that's not how Draymond's going to handle it. He looks at this this way, my guess. I'm not him. But if people are going to criticize you, Draymond is the type who's going to... Clap back. He's going to remember. Yep. And whether this is fully true or not, the process of, hey, game's over... And whoever at NBC is communicating with Raymond Ritter, the PR, just so you all know how this plays out. Yeah. There's a communication to Raymond Ritter, who's on the court with the team, and they're like, you know what? We haven't had uh, Draymond in a couple of games. Let's get Draymond. And Draymond is like, now I could go to the locker room. Oh, NBC's asking for a few minutes of my time. He's looking at that as a favor. Then the first voice he hears is someone who has triggered his sensitivities now should it or not that's up to everybody to have their own thought on that but it has draymond doesn't like what bonte has said on the radio and he's like and now you're asking me for a favor now you're asking me for a favor whether that's totally fair or not Probably not, because Bonte's got nothing to do right. with who the ask. The ask. Exactly. It's the producer. But it's Draymond, the producer to Raymond Ritter. Draymond processes this as, oh, oh, the guy who's been saying I should be traded for eight months now wants to take some time on the court here at New York and talk to me. I'm going to take that opportunity to be real sarcastic. I get it, yeah. Oh, oh, 
you'd like to talk to me now. I mean, again, would I have handled it that way? Would you have handled it that way? I don't know if this is one of those situations where we should ask ourselves that. It doesn't matter. Right. We know that Draymond is different than the average bear. And um, quite frankly, we should have known that he would handle it that way. That's exactly how I would guess he would handle it. Well, I, well, I we, didn't well, know that he was such a listener. Well, exactly. So, Except for we do. This is not the first time he's referenced well, and things all of that hosts him on this station have said. And Steph has talked about being yes, the petty king. They all listen. And Clay and all Maybe the not Wiggins, but the rest of them. Yeah. You listen. We know you do. How many ex-athletes have told you that? Many. Hell, Clay's dad has told me that. Yeah. He goes, they're all going to tell you they don't know during their playing career. Then they retire and they'll admit every they single hear word. Every no doubt. single word. Well, wouldn't you? Like, yes. If there was a show out there that was based on what we did here at 95.7 The Game, we would listen to it. Like, if there was a, a podcast that was solely based on, well, today on Willard and Dibs. Brother, and, we go flying over dude. to Barrett Sports Media's Fakakta rankings. <laughs> They're not Fakakta, dude. We moved up this year. Nobody <laughs> cares about or knows about, not one listener. And I think every show I heard on this station referenced them the next day. We didn't. Even though we moved out, we made a nice little move. I love how how we all like to act like narcissism is just not here. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Oh, give me a break. All of us, every human being on the planet, if you you knew somebody was having a show about you... Dude, you're not going to tune in? And even though a lot of my mentions have been filled with vitriol, my Twitter mentions have never been more active than... Uh, between yesterday and today, yeah, because there was an NBA aggregator that picked up the tweet. It's an aggregation sensation, is Thank what you. it is, Mark. Thank you. And so my mentions are continuing to explode. If you haven't heard it, uh, and then we we take your calls on this eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Here's the end of the Knicks game last night, and NBC Sports Bay Area welcoming Draymond onto the show. Draymond Green, welcome to Toyota Warriors Post Game Live. Lily Fezzi, Bonte here. And first of all, let's start about let's talk about MSG. Bonte, what is it like? I'm shocked you talking to me. The way you was talking about me when I got suspended, I am very shocked you're talking to me. Really? Go really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, go ahead, though. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Hey, t- tell me about Planet MSG. You guys go there once a year. There's a lot of Warrior fans out there. Uh, describe the energy out there at MSG. It's always fun game. Mm-hmm. And what you can't see is then the direct look into the camera with a look on, you get it? You get it? I'm upset, and I'm not going to give you much. Always fun game. You got three words. And to be honest, (laughs) one of the things that... I, and I loved Bonte immediately yeah. picking right back up. That was pro. Stay on it. You've done TV. Yeah. I've done TV. There's, it's not easy. And there's times when things don't go the way that you want them to go, and it's live, and you got to keep going. And I've had some famous ones, whether it was one for the one thumb. One for the or, thumb, brother. I've had other ones that luckily we have no recording of, but <laughs> I didn't love Festus Azili basically cracking up. Well, I mean, at, yeah, we, we can get into all of it. I we're mean, sponsored by the Farmer's Dog. We'll take your geez. calls next. Glad you're with us. We are, uh, we're an hour and a half away from more hoops here, right here on 95.7 The Game, Weathered and Dibs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right, now wait, what'd you, what'd you say about Festus? Or I'm sorry, Fezzy Fell? Yeah, I I thought it was a little bit, uh, I don't know what the word is, but... I gotta give a shout out to Willard and Dibs. Thank you, Fezzy Fell. Watching him laugh at Bonte's discomfort made me a little um, bit uh, uncomfortable myself. Is that how you'd describe it? Yes, because Draymond claps back immediately... And Bonte, he didn't really stammer or struggle, no, but it he was just clear. Goes, really, really, right. And, and Festus uh, threw yeah. his head back and laughed. Well, and, you know, Mully in the middle. Where's he at in the middle? <laughs> Mully kind of very good. Thank you. Mully let out kind of a like a whoa. Yeah, Mully's, Mully's like, reaction yeah. was more like whoa. Yeah, that escalated quickly. Like I kind of want to leave. But Festus, like openly laughing and then covering his mouth, he's basically to me. It felt like he was laughing. At Bonte, and it was almost like a cosine of Draymond clapping back. So here, here's here's just a couple That's of things. Yeah, I don't, I can't agree or disagree because I can't go inside his head. But here, I can't either. Well, here's what I say. Here's what I see on that. First of all, what's different between Festus and Mully? Festus was a teammate of Draymond. Correct. Yeah. Festus has told us that Draymond was one of his favorite teammates ever. The more recently you played, the more you still think of yourself as a player, right? Like, you're going to get a different answer from Tim Flannery than you are from Hunter Pence. Hunter's been in the clubhouse with some of the guys who are currently there. Tim Flannery, right? So, Fezzi sees himself, I think, a little bit more still in the camp with those guys. And let's just call it what it is. There is, at times, uncomfortable relationship between players and the media. So... Fezzi is in that spot. I'm going to call him Fezzi forever now. Please don't. Fezzi is in that spot where he is now a part of the media, but he may not really see himself as that. He probably He's very recently a player. And so I think that that's part of it. Here's the second thing, and this is where I can speak from experience. When things get uncomfortable, right in that moment, a lot of people react a lot of different ways. Sometimes... When you don't know what to do, and there's discomfort, and you're on air, you laugh. Some people do that. The very first radio show I had, my partner and I did not end up getting along. And we had very, very different ways of wanting to construct what we were doing. And sometimes, uh, like, guerrilla warfare almost broke out in terms of, 
one person starts the show and then the other one goes, cool story, we're actually doing this. You've told me these stories. Go completely a different way. I can't imagine that. It got written in the paper about the show that I quote, laugh a lot at the other person's humor, even when it's not funny. Now, why do you think I did that? Do you think I really was that tickled? I didn't know what the hell to do. I didn't know what else to do. Right. <laughs> I used to think that you thought I was That's funny. genuine, though. <laughs> yes. That's genuine. Right. No, you don't make me uncomfortable. Okay. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. But not Not usually. a while, though. No, not really. a good little run. Hell, you and, and, I, I. and I'm a little more comfortable now. This is like, <laughs> I'm like green as green could be back then. Sure. And so it's in a public space, and it's my first show, and I'm just like, ha, what's happening? And so you'd laugh. So for all I know, Festus is in the, just like Mully. Mully's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Festus starts laughing. Bonte just says really a few times so he can gather himself. Really? I don't know. It isn't to make an excuse for him. Okay. It doesn't surprise me. Draymond's his boy. They were in the same draft class. He was taking five picks before Draymond Green. As he fell. In stop doing that. You don't know him like that. It's like me calling no, Ramona Shelburne do. Momo. No, we do. I which mean, I do. Maybe not that well. Yeah. But Fe- Festus has come on the show. Sure. We've we we've we've broken bread over the and arena I like a time or two. Festus is a good guy. I just was a little bit Say it with me. Fezzy fell. I was a little taken aback when Mr. Azili chose to laugh, and it felt to me like he was laughing at Bonte, because you know what happened to Bonte? <laughs> Did he get served? He got served. <laughs> no, he didn't. He got owned. No, he didn't. He did, No, he didn't. but he shook it off. He took Draymond's straight right hand, no, and he stood there, and he came back for more. That's I mean, what happened, but Mark. From a, but from a broadcasting standpoint, you, you then would call it a cheap shot, because no. Bonte didn't see it. No, but he didn't see it coming. He didn't know. You can't, like, when when one person's fighting and the other one's not, that's not a fair fight. The other person's like, I didn't even know we were here fighting. You know what I mean? Like, you got him with a one piece. In, in my, in my in, middle school, we used to get invited to the ditch after the after the Oh, either the, the bike day. rack or the oak yeah, tree. Yeah, you meet me at the ditch, and we're going to, you know, we're going to get this, we're going to figure this out. You would call someone out, and then they'd have to accept. Right. I call you out. I accept. If you showed up to the ditch, you knew. It was on. Yeah. It was on. And by the way, if you didn't show up to the ditch, it was oh, worse. Oh, man. Because if you just like went home when someone was waiting for you at the ditch, yeah, that wasn't good the next day. No. And you I, had to face the music. I, was still can, I will never forget when Jason Bowler, who was a good friend of mine at the bike rack, he took about 13 unanswered. <laughs> and uh, we went back to his house up the street, and it was like, man, I felt so bad for him. He was bleeding from about seven different spots in his face. Damn. He took the L, Mark. That's like a real fight. Yeah. No, we really fair facts, man. We did yeah. it rough in the facts. Foster City, they no doubt. Go over to the ditch and like threaten people more, and then yeah. go home get some cheese. It. My buddy Jeff Ferreira, Scooby Doo, Colt Irving got him twice. Once at La Tresera <laughs> in Petaluma. That was a tough road loss that day. Um, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Let's go to uh, uh, let's go to Peon in Oakland. What's up, Peon? How you doing, man? I loved last night. I was cracking up like Festus Azili. Let me tell you why. Because you guys get to, you know, you get to say things and, hey, great show. You really did that one. Well, guess what? Bam, here's one for you. I get you on live TV because you do radio and you do TV. So now you need me, this moment, you're interviewing me. 
I get to get you back. You guys are cracking me up with how you say it's not fair. It's totally fair. No, 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 no. Who in God's name said that? No one, I literally have been sitting here for 45 minutes saying nothing wrong was done. Yeah. Yeah. You said it was a cheap shot. It was a No, Peon, first Peon, of all, no. you've been hanging on hold for 10 minutes before he even said that, and that was a qualified statement based on what Dibs just said. I said, based on your analogy, then it would be a cheap shot because Bonte didn't know it was coming. I didn't call it a cheap shot. Let me reboot my point because it sounds like you didn't have the ears on, Peon. Nothing wrong happened here. Bonte's job is to share his opinion. He did. His job is to do it in a compelling way. There is actually a, a tons of veiled compliments in what happened to Bonte yesterday. Because the job of a radio host is to have an opinion, to share it in a compelling way, so that the listener can walk away and know exactly where someone stands. Bonte did that. Draymond knows exactly where he stands. Draymond is allowed to not like it. And Draymond is allowed, when a favor is asked of him, to handle that however he does. And I did not find it to be an attacking way at all. Uh, Wipe hands, move on to adults. End of day. That's my opinion, Peon. Now, what do you have to say? For the, let me say this. It was entertaining for us because we know what the roasters are. We know. It was totally local TV. It was us. It was Vante. It was the roasters. It was, it was 95-7. It was Draymond. It was all these components. But, but, but let, me, let me just add this little twist. You know, listen, Barry Lamar, Bond, Barry Lamar Bond was despised nationally. But we could do no wrong to us. I kind of feel Draymond is, is, is a similar type of character, right? He's our Draymond. Nationally, he may be hated. But some things were said about Draymond alluding to his mental health. And I bet he has every receipt where someone tried to make it seem like Draymond doesn't have it all there. Because some people went a little further than what they had to. Can you admit to that? I'm not going to admit to that because I never did that. But I, uh, will I agree with you that, that many people had furthering opinions? Sure. The same way I will agree that Draymond's allowed to be totally pissed off about that. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's fine. That's all, and that's all good, I'm saying. It great TV. It made great TV for me because I was cracking up because nobody saw this coming. Draymond showed up with a pocket of receipts that nobody knew about. All good. And, and he yep. To, all, he started to pull them out. All but, good. Yeah. But, oh, did you bring him down? Okay. I guess that's it. We're done. Uh, we're done oh. with uh, Peon in Oakland. Yeah. Like no one's saying it was a cheap shot, and you were just responding to my uh, my sense of it being you know one piece, and yes. He got served, but much like when I was at the Mervins and I told the story yesterday, and I I took the one piece and I got back up and I I went on. Yeah. You moved on, Bonte. It was a little bit of a surprise for Bonte. Festus thought it was hilarious. He thought he was seeing you know Chris Rock at the, at the Improv, and Bonte was able to move well, on. You know you know why I'm not like put off by what Festus did because it's not that big of a deal. It's not. It's really not that big of a deal. And, and again, I, I do firmly want to say this, and I hope Bonte takes it this way. There are a number of compliments tucked into this entire experience that may not be obvious to everyone watching. I hope they're obvious to him. Like your radio show. 
compelled. It compelled Draymond Green. Like, that's your job. And as long as you're being authentic and you stick with what, like, that's the only thing I would ever ask of all of us. You, like, you know what I mean? Like, Peon just said, like, oh, you guys all get to sit there with these microphones, say whatever the hell you want, and then move on with your day. I, I firmly believe this is a big deal now in our industry. It may not matter to you all, but it matters to players. Like, a big part of, of, of what we do and what matters to the players, this is why it's important. Some of us can, some of us can't, based on our schedules, our lives, when you have to be where in life. But it's important to try to go to games as much as possible. I'm in a really weird spot because we're here until 6 o'clock, and I'm a single dad of three kids. So it's very, very difficult. But I'm also aware of that. And you you, want to get in front of whoever you're talking about whenever possible because they'll respect it a lot more if you will just look at them and go, yeah, that's my opinion. And it's okay. Like they, they all know that they are up for being criticized. They all know this. They, they make millions of dollars and they're celebrities and they know they can be criticized and they can take it. But, um, this was a situation where Draymond's like, and now, now he gets to hear my opinion. That's all totally fair. Yeah. But there's a lot of compliments tucked into this whole thing, which is that Bonte A had an opinion. It was compelling. It 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 stuck with people. Right. People are aware of what you said. That's all good. Those are all good things. The only way it's not good is if Bonte then today was like, <laughs> actually, I actually don't think any of that. I was saying it for effect. Right. The last six months. If he had done that, then I'd be like, that's weak sauce. But no, man. We're all allowed to be have our authentic opinions, which is all Draymond did last night, too. And yeah, that's basically what we do on this show and as a station is we're trying to you know, put out topics and ideas and discussion points, and the fans can either tweet or text or call or YouTube or Twitch or however you want to interact with the content. It's all good, and we try to hit on exactly what the fans are most interested in. And last night was a good example of Bonte, you're right, permeating through the noise to where I don't know if Draymond listens all day every day or if somebody told him what had been said, but hmm. it, it clearly affected him to where he was going to use that, that post-game voice to directly address Bonte. Um, I, I, I think it's all of those things. I, I, I think that this is probably the soundtrack to wherever they're going on a given day. They're on social media. They see it. Listen, um, I've had conversations, uh, get the uh, drip ready. I've had conversations, especially with ex-athletes who will admit, like, I love for fans to know this. When you, when you and, and same for us, when you say what you say, when you tweet what you tweet, when these players, when these players come off the court or off the field, dude, they go to their phone before they go to the shower. Right. Let that sink in. They see all of it. Hell, you th- they see what Bonte Hill said. They see what uh, Bob XY679, <laughs> they see what that person said. They see all of it the same way we all do. We're all freaking addicted to our phones, are we not? They are too. They're human beings in 2024 like the rest of us. So they see it, 
And, um, and you know, I, I think that's good for people to know, um, especially if you, you know, have a microphone and platforms and all that stuff. But it's fine. Be fair, but you can be firm. That's all. I don't think Bonte or Joe ever said anything unfair. Right. Shared their opinion. Draymond doesn't like their opinion. They had a debate show post game instead of doing it on first take or wherever the hell else we do it right. every day. And I mean, Draymond could have pulled Bonte aside. He could have texted on our text line. He could have jumped into the YouTube or the Twitch. <laughs> he could have written a firmly worded email. He could have. But he chose to use that platform, and that's it's his right. It's absolutely his right. I'm not saying Draymond did anything wrong. It just it was a little bit uncomfortable, and I was proud totally. of the way Bonte handled it because. Being in that spot a time or two myself, it's never easy when you're on live TV. And in your mind, you're like, okay, I'm going to ask this question. And then Festus will ask one. And then Mully. And then we'll get to the uh, you know the sponsored elements and the highlights. And we'll move on with our post game. And straight out of the gate, a little bit of a derailment. Say it with me. Fezzy I fell. won't. I won't. Fezzy fell. I'd rather not, Mark. I'd rather not. Let's go to Fezzy uh, Fell. Let's go to Vinny Vince. Draymond was quick though to Fezzy Fell after after he served Bonte. Oh no, that was a part piece of, of humble pie. That was part of the message. Of course, the message was, "Oh, I'll talk to him. He's my guy. I'm not talking to you." Yeah, exactly. It was always a fun game. And I wonder how this goes in the future. Next time Draymond is featured in the post game. If he feels like he got his pound of flesh and well, and they let bygones be bygones, or is this going to be something that he holds on to and makes a thing? If I were Bonte, I would absolutely go through the channels necessary to say, you know, like when you guys get back home, you know, I'd love to get in touch with Draymond for a second and just go hash it out. Like, it's all good. Just be like, look, this is where I'm coming from. Okay, you tell me where you're coming from, and we're either going to, like, meet in the middle or not, and and guaranteed, like... NBC Sports Bay Area producers are going to at least attempt to be aware, as would I'm sure Raymond Ritter, be aware of what Draymond <laughs> might do if asked to go on the show again. Right. That would be my guess. Let's go to Vince in the city. Hey, Vince, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, so I watched I watched back the uh, little post-game interaction, and then I, I listened to Bonte's piece this morning. And I mean... We've watched Draymond Green play for 10-plus years. We've seen what he does and what his antics are. I don't know if there's really too much there. I mean, if people think there is, then yeah, that's fine. But I think he just took a little slight jab at him. He's snarky. You know, he likes, he can be a little uh, a little irritated, for sure. I mean, he did have something going on, and he took time away from the game. He was suspended for a while. And, of course, he ain't got nothing else to do. So, of course, he was listening to the radio, but... If there really was an issue, I think, like you guys have been saying, you go behind closed doors and you go handle that. But for Vontae to say that nothing was good, there's nothing there, you know, nobody on the team or part of the franchise said, hey, you know, do you want to set anything up? They said, no, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. You're, you're, you're tripping off of nothing. I think, I think we're all reading into it a little too much. I think Draymond was just taking a, he took a jab back at, at, at Vontae because he didn't like what he said, but, I don't think there's an issue, and if there is, I'm sure it's going to get handled. Yeah, Vince. Is oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Guy. Sorry. Yeah, what's that, Bonte? Oh, no, I was just, no, I was just saying that um, if there is an issue, it'll get handled because Bonte is the postgame analyst for the Warriors. So, I mean, pre and post. So, I think, you know, I don't think there's really too much there. 
Vince, thanks. Yeah, it, l- listen, it'll get handled. For those of you just joining us, this is what it sounded like at the end of the game and the win over the Knicks last night. Draymond Green, welcome to Toyota Warriors Post Game Live. Bully Fezzi, Bonte here. And first of all, let's start about, let's talk about MSG. Bonte, what is it like? I'm shocked you're talking to me. The way you was talking about me when I got suspended, I am very shocked you're talking to me. Really? <laughs> go, really? Yeah, really? Yeah, go ahead, though. Uh, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I, hey, t- tell me about Planet MSG. You guys go there once a year. There's a lot of Warrior fans out there. Good, uh, Describe the energy out there at MSG. It's always fun game. Mm-hmm. That was the end of that. I will say this. There is plenty of, and this is complete in not just NBA culture, pro sports culture, or just culture, period, in America. Draymond is also partially saying here, how you like me now? Because this is, and I think this is where it's fair. If we were going to spend December and January going... Dude, you let everybody down. And if some, if some have the opinion the Warriors should move off of Draymond, the Warriors need to trade Draymond at the deadline, which was an opinion of many, then when he comes back, doesn't so much as get a technical foul sense. We have Steve Kerr on this air saying he's been perfect and he has literally been just a vital member of now a lengthy period of winning basketball. He's played great. And then you, everyone's like, wow, Draymond's playing great. And Draymond's like, so where's the mea culpa? How you like me now? Does anybody want to reverse their opinion that the Warriors were stupid for re-signing me or that I'm washed or that I should be traded? Does anybody want to say the opposite now. I have not heard many of the people who said, you stink, you're done, you're toxic, we should trade you, the Warriors never should have re-signed you in the first place, he comes back, plays great, they win 11 of 15. I've not heard many people go, you know what? I had that one wrong. Yeah. And I think that's what he's saying. And I get that. How can you not get that? That's pretty freaking human. Yeah, it's very human. And, uh, you know, he's going to handle it the way he handles it, which is abrasively and head on. And he's going to handle it on his own terms. And he did it last night in the post game. And yeah, I'll step to the line and, and say that I was one of those people who said they should trade him and all the things that you were laying out about what Draymond had done that had damaged the team. And he has come back and been amazing. And I had that one wrong because he's come back and been the player that we all want him to be. Part of me is afraid of the other shoe dropping at some point, but I'm not going to worry about that because in the meantime, That's he's, been, too. he's been yeah. great. He's been a terrific defender. He has mostly stayed out of trouble. I'm, is he completely technical free? Is that right? Technical I think so. foul free? I don't think he's even so much as got a tech. He's okay. definitely not laid a hand on it. No, he hasn't. Yeah. And I know that he and Nurkic got into a little bit of an exchange of ideas, but there were no techs. Uh... <laughs> well, there will always be an exchange of ideas with Draymond Green. There, will. there yes. will, for sure, especially when it comes to use of Nurkic. And he expressed himself to Nurkic like he did to Bonte last night. Draymond's been terrific. And, you know, I'm glad that the Warriors didn't listen to me and traded Draymond at the deadline. Or maybe they tried and couldn't. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But they didn't, and that's I just, a good I, thing. Like I, that's all that I w- would ask. You know what I mean? Uh, of like us in the media, and and quite frankly, you know this. I've always used those three most powerful words in yeah. the world. Oh yeah, I was wrong. You know what I mean? Like 
I'm I'm already prepping my my Farhan Mia culpa. If, if if Blake Snell or Mac Chapman or Jordan Montgomery is not on this team within the next three weeks, I'll damn pro- it, Farhan. Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably and and I don't again. I know this upsets people, but. It, to me, it's not just Farhan. It's Giants ownership completely. But I'll, I'll prepare that. We all get stuff wrong. It's, it's totally okay. But listen to us now, okay? We in the media, we in the media, we sit here and watch names we've never even recognized, random words on YouTube that will say, dude, you suck at your job. And we will grab five minutes of airtime fighting back and getting after people we've never even met before. And now we're upset at Draymond Green because he he got sarcastic with Bonte because Bonte said that you should be off the team? I don't know. That would be, and I'm not saying Bonte is this because he, you know, he handled it the way he handled it. But that would be hypocritical, in my opinion, if in the media we're like, oh, the players can't say anything to us. It's like, what, you're the, you're the only ones who are allowed to speak? Right. Media? No. No. I love the player empowerment. Draymond's got his own damn microphone now. He does. And boy, he uses it. He's got a big audience. He's got his podcast and every opportunity he gets, TNT or last night in the post game, he's going to speak his mind. And you know, I, I just look forward to the next interaction between Bonte and Draymond if there is one and you know what that looks and sounds like um we're presented by Fremont Bank full service banking no compromises plenty of room for your calls uh Warriors live not that far away Brandon Crawford and Farhan Zaidi with some battling quotes if you will that's probably too strong of a word but all of that still ahead on Willard and Dips To Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Now, enough of this Draymond, enough of this Draymond con- controversy. Let's get to the most controversial athlete in the history of the Bay. Yeah, uh, Brandon Crawford. Come on, I love that sound. Yeah, I do too. You know what that means? It means I'm getting thirsty mm-hmm. up in here. Beer? I tried to get a beer and uh, I was shut down. Yeah, it's too early. By the ma- <laughs> What's wrong with you people? You no, know, you're going to go get one after the show. It's the five o'clock pop. It's the three o'clock pop. My fault, my fault. Even though we're going to pretend it's five o'clock and it's Friday, the five o'clock pop is brought to you by Farmers Brewing Company, whatever time it is and wherever you are. Join us as we get ready for, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be sipping on their West Coast IPA. Really delicious. Sun up till sundown. I don't even know why you're stopping then. But anyway, do you. Go grab a six-pack from Farmer's Brewing at your nearest grocery store, Safeway, and enjoy the game with us and, and the beer uh, right here on the home of, of uh, the morning roast, uh, 95.7 The Game. Nice. There it is. Uh, no pods tonight. No Wiggins tonight. <laughs> yeah. We'll ask again tomorrow. I guess. I mean, I guess. I'm not saying anything about Wiggins. 
My mansions are still in uh, complete disrepair. All up in my mansions? Just people, I mean, come on. Well, listen. It was an opinion, my friends. But hold on, Dibs. Hello, friends. Hold on. You're kind of like that's a little... I, by the way, Bonte didn't do this, but a lot of people have done it for him. Um, come on. It was an opinion, people. Well, come on. They're allowed to clap back. Sure. That's all. I don't know if people are getting personal and, and, and thre- yes. threatening your life. Yes. Um, no, no, not threatening my okay. life. But, right. you know, somebody actually, it's been fun because somebody who uh, replied is a young man who I had in summer camp about 30 years ago. And he was like, I don't know about his sports takes, but he was a pretty good camp counselor back in the <laughs> 90s. It's like, oh, look at you. Can I say something real quick about this? Say it. Say it to Bonte. I'll say it to Dan Dibley. I remind myself of this all the time, especially with the lovely relationship I have with our YouTube audience. Oh, Can I say this real quick now? Everybody hear this real quick. If you're a radio host and everybody agrees with your opinions all the time, you suck. Oh, yeah. Gone. You stink at this. I'll say it. He stinks. That doesn't mean that opinions get made up for for clicks or views or whatever everybody thinks. I mean, again, we talk about it a lot. We promised each other at the start of this show, authenticity, do not make up an opinion just so that we can debate it. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> maybe someday we'll work for ESPN again. I don't know. That's what. That's their thing. That's not my thing. That's not our thing. Um, so these opinions are what they are. And uh, damn it, I hope you disagree sometimes. Because if you don't, then I'm coming with an opinion like, so, I think sun is better than rain. Ooh. Yeah. That's hot. That's a hot take. Literally. Back up, y'all. <laughs> totally. Where's the hose? Come on, man. You got to spray that one down and cool it off. And if I just came out here and advocated for rain over sun, then we would be doing the show that you and I agreed that we weren't going exactly. to do. Exactly. Thank you, Kellerman. Exactly. I mean, come on, oh, Mark, you're wrong about sun. It's, I think it's dangerous. <laughs> We need the rain. Yes. Yeah, so, Am so, I right? Like it's, Stupid. It's funny. People will say things like that. Let's celebrate our differences. But then they get really uncomfortable when they're there. Yeah. Like, I mean, in the end, yesterday is no big deal. Bonte did his job. Draymond responded. Okay. Nobody took anybody's money. Nobody, nobody got physically hurt. Right. Nobody did anything. Nobody did anything. Nobody threw a punch in practice. It was just a... uh, Thank you. It was a retort. It was a surprise that somebody would be speaking to him, and Bonte was just an absolute pro, a pro about it. And uh, I do do wonder about the next time, if there is a next time, when Draymond... Right. Maybe Draymond's... He's good appearing on that that post game show. I don't know. I mean, the high likelihood is is when they all went over, "Hey, Draymond, will you go on NBC Sports Bay Area?" He was probably like, "Oh, you damn well better believe I will." He probably was waiting for his next opportunity yeah. to speak to Bonte in a public space. You're right. You're right. Which is totally fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's another thing I'd love to say real quick and then I I, I do we will do want to get to this Crawford stuff. Um it's interesting to me when people go, look, Draymond, if you had a problem with it, take Bonte somewhere private and talk man-to-man. Bonte's comments weren't private. Right, right. Bonte's opinion wasn't private. It was on a radio show. 
blast out to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. It's completely fair for Draymond to wait for a public moment to express his feelings back. It's totally fair, I think. I'm not trying to characterize it as unfair. It was unexpected based on totally yeah Bonte's I reaction I don't think That's Bonte like, thought it was coming mm-mm. I don't think they got in Bonte's ear and said hey just so you know yeah, Draymond. Draymond's gonna Draymond's, a little high. Draymond's coming at you <laughs> I think that, I, that there was a certain amount of unexpectedness that came with that I appreciate that I got a teachable moment out of it though by the way I was in the middle of zoom class with my Cal Poly journalism group last night when this happened yeah, and they were all reading something, some voiceover thing that I had sent them. They're reading, and this goes down, and then it's all over social media, and we regather, and I'm like, okay, kids, gather around. Just throw the records out. I want out. you to watch something, and let's talk about how you'd handle it, because this stuff happens. So, And you could just share your screen, and then share they could the screen, all see it. And there it was, and we all sat there as a class and kind of talked it out. And we're just like, okay, if the, you're a media member, how do you feel about this? What do, what would you do if this happened to you? Kind of a thing. This this whole class will be at the Warrior game next Saturday when Victor Wembanyama comes to town. Oh, fun! I told all of them. I said, if Steve Kerr turns on you, be ready because he might. He might be like Cal Poly. I went to Arizona. You suck, Cal Poly. Totally. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Hot Shot? Yeah. So they're ready. You should set up Kerr to come at one of your students. <laughs> That'd be incredible. You know, that guy in the fourth row in a flannel? I want you to just yeah, bury what, him. What are you wearing? Totally. Dress for the job you want, not the one you got. <laughs> you little snot nose. So fun. Anyway, um, are the Giants wrong for not giving Brandon Crawford any sort of an offer? Quote, the bottom line, it was I was not wanted back by the one person whose opinion matters. <laughs> so I went with a team... That gave me a major league contract. Cardinals have a long history, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is, I wanted to come back to the Giants. That was obviously the ideal situation for me. I had no playing time expectations. Just to help out, be a veteran mentor for Luciano, Casey Schmidt, Tyler Fitzgerald. Continue being that guy for Tyro, whoever else I could help out in that capacity. That's what I came to him with. And I was told I could earn the last ro- spot on the roster like anyone else could as a non-roster invitee. And that was the nail in the coffin for me. That's from Brandon Crawford. Yeah. Now, your opening question of, are the, were the Giants wrong to not offer him anything more than that? We don't know yet. And that will be TBD to be determined. I do know this. Uh, there is a major league team that thought Brandon Crawford was worthy of a major league spot. And $2 million. So is Crawford going to play well enough to earn that spot? Only time will tell. The other piece of it also for me is, who's your shortstop? Because the Giants right now, to my eye, don't have a shortstop. They have some guys who might play shortstop, but they don't have a guy that you can put out there and say, you're the shortstop. If you're counting on Marco Luciano, that to me is a giant question mark for a guy who may or may not be capable enough to play shortstop at all, let alone six days a week. So there's two pieces to this. Is Crawford done? We're going to find out in St. Louis. And did you replace him with somebody surefire, ready to go? 
I don't think so. No, but also, I, I, I would argue, I, I know Luciano's going to, quote, get the first chance. There's also Casey Schmidt. There's Tyler Fitzgerald. Tyro can play games at short if needed. Matt Chapman can play them in a pinch. Mm, is he on the team Matt yet? Chapman. Anyway, right? Like, I, I, there are options there. I don't think they're all in on Luciano. Okay, here's Farhan's response, because this was brought to him. This idea of, like, hey... Brandon was willing to play in a reduced role, he says. So what about that claim? Here's Farhan's response. Quote, that assessment is 100% fair. He had interest in coming back and was open to a different role. Here's the key. Lean in to the speakers and listen to this one. The main thing we've discussed internally was the challenge of the fit because his status in the organization would actually make this supportive mentorship role challenging for him, even with the best of intentions. You buy that? No. Why not? I mean, you're telling me that he can't be a mentor because he is such a big presence in the organization? So he's going to come in, and he's going to still want to be DJ BC Raw? And he's not going to be able to sublimate his ego and be able to play the role and coach up a young player. Oh, I don't think he's saying that at all. Well, what, what's he saying? He's, he's talking saying that about he's everybody s- else. He's not talking about Brandon. He's talking about the fans yeah, and teammates. Like Brandon Crawford is royalty in the Giants organization. Right. He's royalty. So imagine if Luciano now, right? This is a hot shot rookie that we've been hearing about for four years. He goes out there and a month into the season he's batting a buck sixty two. Right? What the hell is gonna happen? Is he gonna get space? Is it going to feel to fans and maybe more importantly, teammates, like Brandon Crawford is being disrespected, despite the fact that Brandon may come out and even publicly be like, no, 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 we're good here, we're good here. Like, I think that's a pretty fair response, but let me also take it a step further. I mean, what did Brandon hit last year? Buck 70? Buck 90 something. Buck 90? Buck 80? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, here's one thing. Here's an example. This is what I'll say. Okay? Plenty of people have complained this year about Clay Thompson. They have used the word washed. They have used the phrase, it's time to move on. Living in the past. I know that he's an all-time great, but... And then they fill in the blank. If that same person then, let's say the Warriors at the end of the year just let Clay walk, and that same person was like, dude, how are you going to treat a legend like this? How are you going to do that? That's what this feels like. Um, I don't think anybody was like, you've got to bring back Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford's 37 years old and failed to get to the Mendoza line last year. And I understand he's talking about a reduced role, and that's great. And would you love to have him around? I understand that. However, look at all the names we're sitting here talking about. Like, whose roster spot do you want that to be? Do you want that to be in favor of a young guy who you are interested in looking at and fans are always clamoring for? Right. Let's give another guy. Let's give a Kaminga, a Moody, a Luciano, a Fitzgerald, a Schmidt. Give them some time, and let's see what they can do. Are you going to give one of those guys the roster spot? Because he's Brandon and, and, and you want him to just kind of hang out and talk to people, 
I don't know. Well, he might be better than those people, and we don't know how he's going to play. Last year was a bad year, and he had a ton of injuries. And if he's healthy and he feels like he can give it one more go, St. Louis seems to think that he can. And I'm sorry, but outside of Luciano, Casey Schmidt we've seen. And, yeah, you want to give him time. And let's give Fitzgerald some time and Luciano. And let's just let's piecemeal it with three young guys you're not looking to win, then it's just another rebuild before the inevitable rebuild. Not that Brandon Crawford's the difference between an 80-win team and a 90-win team, but are you trying to win, or are you just trying to look at these 4A players again? No, you're trying to win. But but I, to me, you have no you have no answer at shortstop, and Brandon Crawford at least at the very least. Why do Why do you feel that way? I don't think Marco Luciano can play shortstop. I don't think that he is... Not, that opinion is based on what? Many experts that I've been reading their reports, guys who know a lot more about baseball than I do, they don't think that he fits as a shortstop in Major League Baseball. I get that a lot of people think he projects in his career... As like, an outfielder. Or, or even a third baseman. Right. He's got a very, very big body. A-Rod came up as a shortstop. He did not project out there at the end. Yeah. He went over to third base. That could happen. But I would, I mean, gosh, at least take a look... Sure. Before we, I mean, even if a bunch of experts think that, yeah. like a bunch of experts thought that Trace Jackson Davis wasn't even worth a draft pick. Do you know what I mean? Like, I let, know exactly what you're saying, this is, but this guy I don't see a, a real path toward a future for any of these guys at shortstop. They're, Casey mm-hmm. Schmidt is a guy who we saw a lot of last year. And he was overmatched. So As is he going to right? A lot of people are overmatched. Sure. Is he going to make Matt the Williams, adjustment and come back and, and be able to? Is he going to be a better hitter this year? Is he a guy who's going to hit 260, 270? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Like it's guys, possible. guys get better. Like you oh, got to right. You got to see Certainly. it. I'm not going to go on MLB.com's opinion and be like, so he can't do it. Shortstop's a big, big time position, Luciano's and you've got a big, big time prospect. Prospect. So you've got right. your shortstop position is three prospects and Ahmed if he makes the team. Big question mark to me. No question it's Wouldn't a question Wouldn't it be mark. good to have a, a veteran there who could maybe mentor these guys? And I don't buy Farhan's excuse or his reason that, you know, based on his... His track record and his personality, it wouldn't be the right fit. I mean, he would know better than I would, but that to me sounds like a cop-out. Um, what, the way I hear it. What What if the Giants' internal evaluation is, he done? He's 37, he's been yeah. hurt constantly, he's done. Well, that's what it is, because they offered him just a minor league show up and try out is what they offered So him. then I would take issue with you calling it a cop-out because it would be beyond offensive to come out and say, we just didn't feel like he could play anymore. Well, that wouldn't be offensive. That'd oh, be God. keeping it real. Oh. Keep it real, Dude, Farhan. Stop. Stop. Don't say that. St. Just... Louis obviously thinks that he's got something left. St. Louis is giving him $2 million bucks to be the right. same thing that the Giants are doing with a Nick Ahmed, if you but will. But the Giants wouldn't even have done that for Brandon Crawford. Right. Right. Because their assessment is that he's done. Right. And I don't think that's a crazy assessment. It's not a crazy assessment. But they certainly, like, my gosh, what you're suggesting would be, quite frankly, the most disrespectful thing an organization has ever done to one of its great players ever. To just come out and be like, yeah, we don't think he can play anymore. 
be honest. Stop. I, I, you know, based on uh, his personality, and we don't think that the mentorship because of the. You I mean, all the double talk that he said. I do think that. You yeah. think they should publicly say we think Brandon Crawford's done, or you could just say, you know, we have other options that we're looking at, and you know, you could say something more than. I, I think that's what they said. What he said was, you know, we don't know if if he would fit based on you know what a great legacy and all the rest of it. I just don't think that that is. I don't think that that's very truthful. I think what they really wanted to say is what you're saying. We don't think he's very good anymore. Right, and they they can't. Okay. They cannot say that. That would be awful. You want them to say that? Do you want the I don't want him to say what he said. If Clay Thompson shoots 25% from three for the rest of this year and the Warriors let him walk, you want that statement? Why well, the like- actions will speak louder than the words. I don't want him to say, well, we don't want to bring back Clay because we feel like, you know, his presence here would be a I distraction. Mean, and I just, I think that that's nonsense. I, it, I, I, it's my I, opinion. I think you'd never get a PR job. <laughs> well, how I'm not fishing for you, a PR but job. But how would you suggest that somebody say that publicly in this position? Like, and, and how would you think that that's not way worse to Brandon? I mean, at least. At least he went and got a different gig. Right. Like, I would be absolutely blown away if an organization after... How many years was Brandon with the team? 13 12, years? yeah, something like that. 13, yeah, 13 I mean, this years. This guy's a forever giant... I mean, my God. Like, he, And you would come out publicly and just be like, we, think he, we don't think he can play anymore. Well, that's basically what they're saying without saying it. Which is and the right thing to do. this is what Brandon is saying. Which is the right Brandon's thing Brandon's comment do. is, you know... They didn't. It was pretty clear. The one guy who had a chance to keep me around didn't want me around. That's what Brandon said. So yeah, whether or not the, the club says it or not, say it. the club did it. So but it doesn't you, matter if you say it or not. <laughs> yes, it does. The club basically said uh, we don't want you here. That um, that was their action. So words, right? The words that Farhan chose, it's nonsense. Matter. Well, they matter in that. What? It's it's nonsense. Oh gosh, yeah, boy. I mean, yeah. Like I'm, I, I, so we, we don't want him here because he'd be a distraction. Because he's didn't use that word. Read we it did again. Not call him a distraction. Read it again. The main thing we've discussed internally was the challenge of the fit because his status in the organization would actually make this supportive mentorship role challenging for him, even with the best of intentions. I actually don't question his intent. Or that he would do everything he could to mentor our young players and help bring them along. I just think we expect our younger players will have their ups and downs as young players do. And having the greatest shortstop in franchise history on the bench, it was just going to create a dynamic where it was going to be harder for our young players to play with a margin of error. Because they've got a 13-year, he'd be a 14-year veteran over their shoulder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Brandon Flippin' Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I don't. Did, I don't buy that. Did that, we not say this reasoning. about Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo last year? Well, that's a different story. Or, or Trey Lance, for that matter. Well, Trey, those are totally different stories. How so? Jimmy was a distraction because Jimmy clearly didn't want to be here, and they didn't want him here. And the only reason why he was still here is because they were painted into a corner, and they had no other option other than to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. This is not that. That's one way to say this it. This is a forever giant and a beloved giant. I don't agree with you that they didn't have any other option. Well, they got to a point where they weren't sure if Brock was going to be back, and then... 
They knew that they didn't want to have Trey, no, so they had to have Jimmy. Prior, no, no, no. They knew that they didn't have Brock back. This was prior to Brock Purdy ever even making the team. But, right. The, the Brock had not played yet. You had no quarterback. You had Trey Lance. You had no quarterback. They didn't think that. I you, think that they did we think, didn't think that. We did think that. We all, I thought so. Yeah, well, it and was, well, I, I, I called it a right. hedge that day and got of absolutely course. torched for it. You were spot on. Well, but. And I don't believe I torched how, you. How you many, were right no, on the money. not you, but how many, I know. how many people said, like, wow, that's not, I mean, I, I said that. That's not great for Trey Lance. No. That's why I knew it was no. a hedge. Right. Because you don't. You don't go all in on someone and then keep their very famous backup like sitting there. Like that's that's unnecessary pressure. And this and, would be a hedge. Absolutely. And they need a hedge. Well, that's I mean and, and that's, that's my a, opinion. That's a fair opinion, but I think that what he's saying is also fair. If you really want to let Luciano have some space, you don't sign Brandon Crawford to hang out on his shoulders. And help him. Well, help him learn the position. Help him. Right. And put pressure on him. Well, what's wrong with a little pressure? <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> if the kid's not ready to be a shortstop, then go go down to AAA. You got to win baseball I think, games. I think the job of a team is to put their players in the best position to succeed. That's what I think. And I don't think that would have been it. Okay. Um, defensive Play of the Week brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. When you need the best defense, you need to call the Bay Area's top criminal defense attorney. Visit EastBayLawPractice.com today. All right, let's go back to last night. Knickerbockers putting together a fourth quarter run to cut the Warriors' lead to just four. This is my favorite play of the night. Steve Kerr subbed the starters. Moses Moody included back into the game. And Moody and Kaminga, as Gu would say, Kamudi, <laughs> combined for a stop and a score to stop the Knickerbocker run. Alec Burks driving on Moody. Pull-up jumper blocked by Moses at the elbow. Kaminga racing down the floor with Brunson to beat. Takes the contact and lays it in. And one Kaminga. <laughs> can we play more? Can we play more Dana in Warriors Live? I can't even Kevin, it. Kevin's on the call again tonight. I just can't it's with Dana. Delicious. It's just too much. It's absolutely delicious. And he hits it. He hits you when you least expect it. I was driving last night, getting the first quarter on the way home, and he had one early in the game. And I was like, "This guy, oh my god!" I can. I'm openly just laughing. GP two. <laughs> There's so many of them. I need to start like remembering where they are in the game so I can go back and and catch them on the Odyssey app. Uh, I, I think uh, Nahigan put together a Dana montage. We should play it in Warriors Live. We should. Which is next. The Defensive Play of the Week was brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. East Bay Law Practice knows how to go the distance for you by providing the defense you need to help reduce or eliminate your penalties. Visit EastBayLawPractice.com today. Warriors Live is next. Presented by Xfinity. At home or on the go. You get the fastest internet to all your devices. Anytime, this is a rule, Grandy. Anytime Dibs and I are in a, like a heavy debate from now on, just play a Dana bite. And then it's like, it's everything's fine. <laughs> it's fine on Willard and Dibs. Warriors basketball is back. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Chris Paul. 60 minutes before every game, we get you ready for tip. It's Warriors Live, and it starts now. North of the border, the Golden State Warriors try to continue their red-hot road streak 
against the Raptors and Dibs. The last time the Raptors and Warriors got together, you know what happened to the Warriors? You could throw the records out, Mark, when they got together. You could. They I'd, got beat, as they I got recall. Served. They got big time <laughs> served. It was ugly. Warriors Live is presented by Xfinity 10G, the network made for streaming. I will say this. Um, you cannot sneeze. At seven straight on the road. I don't care the opponent. I don't care who's hurt, who's out, blah, blah, blah. Seven straight on the road in the NBA, especially in the shadow of what this team did on the road last year, is nothing short of impressive. It's nothing short of amazing, and you're right. Any road victory over any professional basketball team is not to be discounted. And you look at the Warriors, and man, they've played so great of late, they've won 8 of 10, they came out of the break hot, and yet, you're still the 10 seed. It underscores exactly how much work you have to put in and just how much work it's going to take to climb to 9, let alone 8, 7, and maybe even 6, uh, with the bet that we have with the great Leanna Pons, yep. one of our devoted listeners. Yeah, they've played great. What is it, 11 of 14? They've won. Uh, is it 11 of 14, 11 of 15, something like that? Whatever, Whatever it is. is yeah. And you're still at the 10. It's tough to move up in the uh, NBA standings. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 of, of 15. 15, okay. 12 of 15. I, I sold them short. I apologize. And four games above 500 now, and they were, they were flirting with 500 for so long, and now they've got some distance. Five games up on Utah, so a top 10 seed is pretty much cemented, but can you climb up from there? Um, and they face a Toronto Raptors squad that uh, when you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, okay, that's that's a win. Um, however, the Toronto Raptors um, have won three of their last four. They lost at home against Dallas a couple of nights ago, but um, wins over Brooklyn and Atlanta and Indiana before that. Uh, a team that can put together a game. The Warriors are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Okay, And as we said, no, and we'll get to the injury report in a second, but no Brandon Pajemski in this game tonight, which changes things a lot. And and one thing that I would really look for the Warriors uh, to, to focus on, and that is rebounding, because that guy is by far and away your best rebounding guard, flat out one of your best rebounders, period. And when the Warriors do struggle with their fourth quarter leads, I often end up feeling like that's the thing. They have a hard time getting key rebounds, and with Pajemski out of the game, they're going to need some extra focus on that in this one. Yeah, and uh, Toronto does benefit by being home. It's part of a four-game homestand for Toronto. They lost to Dallas a couple of nights ago, so a little bit more rested in the Warriors' travel spot. This is about as difficult as it gets when you arrive at 7 a.m., so by the time the game tips here, they've only been in Toronto now for about 11 hours, and... You get in at 7, right. and if you can't sleep on the plane, which I can't stay awake on planes, but I'm sure some of these guys <laughs> Nor can I. didn't get a chance to sleep, so you you dash home and you grab a cat nap and you get up and your schedule's kind of thrown off. So and this one feels to me like not a scheduled loss, but if they win this one in Toronto, it'd be the most impressive win for me so far on this road well, trip. Well, and I do think then you fall into a house money game this weekend against the Boston sure, Celtics. Sure. Um, I hate saying that. I, you don't want to give away any games, but at the end of a road trip where you would be 3-0 and on the trip leading into that game, 
that's one of those games where it's like, okay, if if you go if you go lose that one, uh, understood, and then get back home for outside of Milwaukee's presence is a homestand where you probably are able to make a continued move. You've got some teams coming into town that uh, that you should be able to handle. All right, there's some developing news with regard to who is going to be starting in place of Brandon Pajemski. More on that in just a second. Okay. Stay right where you are. Today's injury report is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. For more info, visit BoxerLaw.com. The Warrior Injury Report is Andrew Wiggins is out for personal reasons. Nothing new on that front. Pajemski is out with right knee soreness after playing in the game last night. And Guy Santos continues to be unlikely, although he's listed as doubtful with the right knee inflammation. For the Raptors, Chris Boucher is questionable with an illness. Okay, Pajemski's out. Want to venture a guess as to who's starting in his place? It's got to be the claymaker. Indeed it is. Oh, wow. So Clay Thompson okay. back into the starting lineup tonight, even though the Warriors have stated very clearly that they really love what he's doing off the bench, want to try to stick to it as long as they're continuing to get good performances off of the bench. Um, but with Andrew Wiggins out and Moses Moody moving in, um, I, I just I don't even I don't know if they had another viable option right. than uh, than moving Clay Thompson into the starting lineup. So that is what they will do in this one tonight. And hopefully Clay can readjust to being back in the starting lineup. I know he made comments uh, last week about how it, you know when you come in in the middle of the first quarter, end of the first quarter, whenever it is, you don't have that same kind of pressure as you do when you're starting the game. You can kind of get into the flow. But Clay started enough games, I can't imagine this is going to be much of an adjustment back for him to be in the starting lineup. So someone asked me earlier today, okay, with Wiggins out, who are you focused on in terms of who needs to step up? And I think in in one way the answer is kind of obvious. You're like, well, uh, how about the guy who's filling in for him? That would be uh, Moses Moody. But it's like, that's part of it. For sure, and Moody last night, like his three-point shot wasn't falling, but he still found a way to really affect the game. His defense on Jalen Brunson was fantastic. Steve Kerr talked about how Brunson's a very physical guard, and so you needed a bigger body that could kind of handle him, and so Moody is perfect for that role. And that was a big part of last night's win. He led the team, if this matters to you, he led the team in plus-minus rating. Moody had a plus-23 last night in an 11-point win. But the name we should focus on for a minute is the one who's averaged 23 points a game with Andrew out. And I really do wonder about this. This is a conversation that, if we wanted to, could last the rest of the hour as we get ready for the game. But Kaminga had really gotten it going in late January and early February. And then he hit what felt like just a little mini wall, and his point totals and the focus on him on offense seemed to drop off a little bit. But snap a finger, Wiggins goes out, and Kaminga responds immediately with back-to-back 20-plus point games, 21 against Washington, 25 against the Knicks at MSG. He looks... Totally energized. I don't mean he's happy that Andrew's gone, but we've spent so much time this year, the Warriors have, talking about the difficulties for Kaminga and Wiggins to play together. So I really am interested to see 
what Kaminga continues to look like while Wiggins is out, because that's been such a subject this year. It has, and it felt like, and Steve Kerr said as much to us on the show, that when Draymond came back, he kind of unlocked the conundrum of Wiggins and Kaminga playing together. And when Draymond was with Wiggins and Kaminga, it seemed like that's when the team started to cook, but now Wiggins is out for who knows how long, what period of time, but you mentioned it last night, Jonathan Kaminga, Kaminga, <laughs> with 19 shot attempts too, Mark. So not only yeah. is he putting up big numbers, he's also looking to score a lot more than he does with Andrew Wiggins. And made 12 of them. The, the field goal percentage with Wiggins out, okay, the last two games, that's a total of 32 shot attempts. 22 of them have gone, have gone in. Man. Kaminga is playing tremendously efficient basketball and not lost on everybody. Do you know what he is from three-point range in those two games? Tell me. Oh, for 1. That's it? That's it. That's it and that's all? He has pretty much openly discussed the fact that he is going to largely look away from the three-point line right now. He says we've got other players on the team that do it better. Doesn't mean I'll never shoot them. Doesn't mean it won't be the right shot sometimes. So it's there if uh, if if Jonathan's willing to take it. But what you're seeing is him just completely go. Look, my strength is not that. Why am I settling for jump shots when I'm a leaper? I'm fast. I am a physical presence in the paint when I can get there, so I should try to get there as much as possible. Yeah, and I would look to see him do that even more tonight with Clay in the starting lineup. Steph and Clay, yep. go ahead and handle the three point shot aspect of it and just get in there and attack the basket. I was looking at his best combinations as far as plus minus goes per 100 possessions, and his top three best five man con- uh, combos, none of them include. Andrew Wiggins. And here's one that caught my eye. Something to keep an eye on tonight. His third best combo is Curry, Kaminga, Looney, Chris Paul, and Clay. So I wonder if this isn't a game where Kavon Looney gets some more minutes. And, you know, Chris Paul's been such a good part of that second unit as well. And you need rebounding with Pajemski out. Right. That five that you just mentioned, that could be the closing lineup. Right. Could be the closing lineup. Could be. Not the starting lineup. Yeah. Could be the closing lineup. And we haven't seen a ton of Kavon Looney, but this feels like uh, a game where his minutes will be up a little bit, second half of a back-to-back. Although, give me that five again. It didn't include Draymond. Is no, that right? It did not. Okay. So, then, yeah. no, then that won't be the closing lineup. <laughs> yeah. Actually, none of his top three lineups include Draymond. Interesting. And part of that might be because Draymond has missed so much time. But the lineup that he's played the most with is Curry, Draymond, Pods, and Wiggins. Okay. That's the lineup with, obviously, Kaminga. That's the lineup he's played the most minutes with and his fourth most productive. Warriors Live is presented by Xfinity at home or on the go. You'll get the fastest internet to all your devices. I mean, along the lines of what you're talking about and now two changes into the starting lineup with Wiggins and Pajemski both out, you also have to ask the question, all right, who's left for Chris Paul? In fact, I'll go ahead and do my take-it-to-the-bank prediction right now. Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. I am going to say that Dario Saric hits at least two three-pointers tonight. 
um, and gets himself going a little bit. He had a zero-point performance last night in only 11 minutes. Seems like he's starting to fall out of favor a little bit. But if you start to think about now that second unit and how well he works with Chris Paul and the fact that this is Chris's third game back and the fact that there will be, in theory, a little bit less clay with that group, that kind of puts Sharich in a position where they're going to need him to perform as a scorer with that second unit with Chris Paul back. So I think Sharich might play an interesting role tonight. Three threes last night taken, zero threes made. So he did get opportunities in uh, just about 11 minutes. I like that prediction. Mine's going to be centered along... Kavon Looney. I think Kavon's going to get some increased minutes tonight. I think you're going to see TJD as well, but I'm going to put Kavon Looney over eight rebounds, eight rebounds or more. I think Kavon gets more of a chance tonight. He played just 10 minutes last night against New York. I think the Toronto matchup is one that would allow him to get out there and get up and down a little bit and, you know, make an impact against the Raptors. So I got Kavon at least eight rebounds tonight. I, I, I hope because again, rebounding is where my eye is tonight. You look at last night's leading rebounders and, and Pajemski only had three, by the way. Uh, he had definitely a down game, two points, only three rebounds. And he did that in 32 minutes. So he was out there, but he was not producing much numbers wise. So I also sort of wonder when you see him suddenly go out with right knee soreness, this, I'm not saying that they're making up an injury, but this smacks of a player who needs a night off. Uh, a little bit of a rookie wall type thing. Brandon has been struggling with his shot for a better part of a week and a half now, but Draymond had 10 rebounds and Steph had 11. And, uh, the team as a whole, um, you know, held their own. The Knicks out-rebounded them by three, uh, but that's fine. That's the stat I'm looking at tonight. And so is it Looney? Is it TJD? Draymond, I would assume, as always, very, very focused on it tonight. But if they can't have Looney in there, um, and he again plays just like 10 minutes, and there's no Pajemski, uh, the Warriors do run the risk of uh, of being at a rebounding disadvantage. No doubt. And if you look at Pajemski's game log, the last game he missed was November 28th. And we talk about Steph Curry and the fatigue of being a part of the All-Star weekend. Well, Pods was too. Remember, he played in that uh, the Young Guys game yes, he did. out there in Indiana. So the young Guys game. But he used to be the rookie soft, which I loved. The rookies would take on the soft. Future, fu- futures challenge. What, what's it called now? The Young Guys game. Okay, the Young Guys. I mean, game. You know, it's yeah. funny because I don't think that you know either. I don't. And that it's like the you future know, future stars. You or know, you, you know me and All Star Weekend. Right. I'm out. I actually loved when it was the rookies against the softs. I thought, much like the East versus West, it at least created the idea of some competition while competition is dead in All-Star Weekend. But the greater point is that Pods was there at the Young Guys game. Yes, Rising Stars. Yeah. It's called the Rising Stars, sponsored by Panini. <laughs> young Guys game. YGG. It's the Young Guys game. But he was there, and so he didn't get the same break that other guys got, and his last DNP was November 28th. Yeah. So it's understandable if Pods is hitting some sort of a wall. Completely, and so you do it on a back-to-back on a night where the Warriors might well be able to pull off a victory without him and then you know head into uh, Boston this weekend, see if he's ready to go, and uh, and obviously if not... They've got a bunch of days off after that. Like that, this is an interesting spot here for the Warriors. 
especially if they can get a win tonight. I really think, not that you could take your foot off the gas, but you've only got one more game after tonight between now and next Wednesday uh, when Milwaukee and Giannis come to town. And so um, there's a bunch of days off cooked in there. And if you win tonight, a game that let's just be real, like you don't need. Boston does not lose at home. This is going to be very, very hard to win that game on Sunday, especially at the end of a trip and with certain players ailing Wiggins. I would expect, I don't know this, but I would expect Wiggins to still be out. And now you're dealing with the, the Pajemski situation as well. Chance for the Warriors to take a breath a little bit, especially if they can win this one tonight, only have one game over the next six days. Boston 27 and three at I home. Mean, so God. they do lose at home, Mark. Yes, but they do. Not very. Not that's a much. 900 winning percentage Damn. for Boston. And man, what a difference a couple of months make. Last time the Warriors played Toronto, January 7th, they lost by 15. They fell to 17 and 19. They would go out to lose against New Orleans New in the Orleans next game. By 40 or something. Right. And they lost by 36. Great, great memory. Yeah. And at that point, we were thinking, oh, geez, lottery and, you know, Secaucus, and here we go. And they oh, have turned that baby around. It was the low point because I, 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 it wasn't just a 15-point loss followed by a 36-point loss in your own building. Do you all remember how they were playing? It was like gross basketball. Yeah. Some of the worst defensive basketball I have ever watched, especially by a home team. Toronto and New Orleans came in and hit every shot. Yep. They hit every shot. And people are like, boy, you're on fire. No, you're not on fire. You're just not being guarded. The Warriors looked like they were checked out. And it was in that moment that you sort of like, I'll be, I'll admit it. You looked at it and you're like, oh, I don't know if it's going to happen this right. year. I really don't. Well, two and five on the homestand. Yeah, gross. Like you can't do that. No. And uh, and they were able to summon some energy and start to get people back and and all of that stuff. And now you're looking at a very different basketball team. Fourteen and eight since that loss to okay. Toronto. Okay. So um, what's on tap is brought to you by Farmers Brewing. Have you tried Farmers Brewing yet? If not, it's time to put your lips on a farmer. We say it each time. It really is. I'm telling you, this beer is really really good. Um, could it be? Yet another road win for the Warriors. They have won seven straight on the road, eight of their last nine. The last time the Warriors won seven road games in a row, it turned out it was an 11-game streak in the 2018-2019 season. And uh, if you're new here, that's going all the way back to when the Golden State Warriors were still in the thick of a dynasty. Right, and they have a chance to uh, keep that going. Don't know if they'll win both of these next two road games, as you mentioned, if you win tonight, the Boston game feels a little bit less uh, imperative that you get it. A 3-1 and one road trip is far, far better than a 2-2, two and two, but this one's a gut-check game. You land at 7 a.m., and 12 hours later, you got to play off a game last night against New York that was very physical. It was pretty taxing. So this is one of those games where you got to dig deep knowing that you're down a few of your, of your key guys. You know what else is on tap tonight is a little bit more from Kevin Dana. He is in for Tim Roy once again. And so to give yourself just a, a little taste, a little taste of what might be happening on your radio here in a very short amount of time, well, here it is. Curry through some traffic. Fakes the shot, hands it off, Draymond finds a cutting, Pajemski flips it over his shoulder, and it's going to roll around the rim and drop in. 
Paul gets a screen from TJD. Hands it off Sharks. Now Clay, a right wing three is railed. 85-72, fourth triple of the game for Monsieur Thompson. Coming up on a five count, does get it into Draymond deep on the right wing for step open corner three. Gucci! 190 28 for Steph. Big bucket there to bump the lead up to 10. Rebound Stephen Curry. Gets it ahead to Kaminga, who just brunts into beat, but he wants his teammates to join him. Now on the secondary break, he just bowls over Jalen Brunson, puts it in, and says Brunson's too small. They didn't call a foul. The fans don't like it. Brunson doesn't like it. There's a couple of guys sitting courtside with their hands up in the air, like, how could you do this to us? There it is. Kevin Dana. He's getting ready to roll his R's for you right here on 95.7. I look forward to it. You never know. Hopefully, and I know you're listening, Kevin, if you can give me a rain dance, I, I would love it. Oh, my God. I mean, he's got so many that he pulls out. It's it's refreshing. I yeah. love Tim Roy like of none course. other. Yeah, Tim's the best. It's definitely a change of pace, though, when you get some Dana calls. <laughs> The follow-up dunk, I don't know if I'm not going to ask you, we don't have enough time for you to go search for anything, Grandy, but the follow-up dunk by GP2 last week is probably one I will, I'll never forget it. I can't even mimic it, but it's a GP2. (laughs) (laughs) We played it last week. Oh my God. Really fun. Absolutely the best. All right, listen, um, tonight's going to be hard. That's my other take of the bank of yeah. prediction. Tonight's going to be hard. No Wiggins, no Pajemski, back-to-back, road trip wearing on. Toronto's got a little bit of feeling himself in this one. Good feels from the last time they played the Warriors. Uh, just um, only a two-and-a-half-point spread. Vegas is telling you something there. This is going to be a hard one. No doubt. You just got to uh, buckle up and see if you can pull it out and you get a day off and then you take on the best team in the association. Speaking of a day off, you uh, want to do it again tomorrow? No, I got a ref tomorrow. How about the day after that? I'm good. How about Monday? I'm in. Okay, there it is. Uh, for Dibs, for Grandy, for Lucas, I'm Mark. Warriors Live presented by Xfinity at home or on the go. You'll get the fastest internet to all your devices, and we send it out to the arena next. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 